I'm Susan Caruso, the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts, and you are listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, co-creator of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and laugh with us. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, yes. Because today we want to talk about humor. It's very important. (laughs) We underestimate how important it is. Mm -hmm. In fact, the Mayo Clinic, a nonprofit organization that disseminates info about the latest in medicine and health and psychology says that laughter enhances your intake of oxygen-rich air, stimulates your heart, your lungs, and your muscles, and the action of laughing fires up the production of endorphins in your brain. Ah. So it's no wonder. It it really can be such a relief to laugh. Mm-hmm. For sure. I've always had a really loud belly laugh, just I know, naturally. Your laugh, the laugh that comes out of your small body is, <laughs> is wild. A very signature, too. Totally. I've, yes. I've even heard friends say that if they're at a big event, like a concert or something, and they're looking for me, if they hear <laughs> the sound of my laugh, they follow that and they find me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I used to be embarrassed about it, I think. Once I became aware that people could hear my laugh before they saw my face, that was oh, that yeah. landed as like an embarrassing thing for probably my preteen or teen years. But okay. I've come back around. Well, and everything's a little embarrassing. In those so years. true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Martin has a friend that he talks to that's like his brother and I don't even have to, I can be far away and I can hear him laughing and he has a certain laugh that is like his big belly laugh, which he, he's very conservative and he doesn't, he doesn't have big, I, I laugh out loud, Mm -hmm. but he's very conservative except when he's talking to his friend Ah, and brings it out in him. Yeah. It just, and it's just this real joy and just a huge release. For both of them, they just laugh like like you and I do. I mean, it's mm, yes. it's such a such such a breath of fresh air. We're we're getting more oxygen in, um, so I think people have signature laughs like yours, and um, and it, Martin talks about his his grandfather that you know his belly laugh. It was the and they would even call it the the Goldshire belly laugh. Oh. You know that <laughs> ah this you know this grandchild has it. Oh. Oh my so, God, I love um, that. Yeah, it must be in the DNA too yeah. in some way. And I think that also speaks to when when a laugh is authentic, when you're laughing because it just is an involuntary reaction, not something that you're putting on or faking. Yeah, which is so important to have that that authentic humor, um, you know, it's it, depending on your family history. It might be easy to go into sarcasm or, you know, doing that kind of reverse psychology kind of thing, and and that's not what we're looking at. We're looking for the the real, true, authentic self. Um, silliness. <clears throat> silliness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you know, your kids are dying of thirst in the back seat of the car, mm-hmm. and say, "Okay, here comes the lemonade hose. <laughs> Open your mouth." <laughs> You know, which I think as, as um, you know, for anybody that's working with young children, you kind of get to that point, you know, where where you see the real value of humor for yourself and, and, for, and for the children. Yeah, and how sometimes 
you can, without realizing it, be at your edge, at your wit's end with a situation with children. And then you realize, oh, I am taking myself much too seriously right now. <laughs> and you inject a little humor into the moment and, and everybody is relieved. That reminds me of a story, oh, Lindsay. Please tell me. <laughs> this is this is uh this was a time that was really stressful. It was one of those hard times like we were talking about the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Um and I we we happened to be living in a house where in the living room, most of the house, it had, in my mind, I'm thinking pink, but maybe it was green shag carpeting. You know, I don't know. It's like either pink or green. A very tacky color, and, one way or the other. And shag carpeting, you know? <laughs> uh, this was in the 90s, so it was, it was, it was you know, passe even for the 90s. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was one of those times where I was working and my kids were in, in the bathtub. They were in the bath together. And they were laughing and laughing. It was it was so fun to hear that that their true authentic laughs. Mm. How uh, old were they? They were probably um, four and nine, and um, so they were having a blast. You know, real brother fun. Mm -hmm. And um, and I don't know why exactly, but I guess I just went over, and and I heard a lot of splashing, <clears throat> and so I went and I opened the door to the bathroom and a wave came out <laughs> they were in the tub like piercing oh yo ho, ho, don't you know? and they're they're you know literally making waves of water come so when i opened the door it gushed out i mean oh, the water was God. the door was like holding back the water Ooh. and so it just came washing out you know and i was like oh my gosh you know and part of me was like ah what am i going to do because there's the the house is going to get, it's not even my house. It's going to ruin the carpet. Yeah, ruin the carpet. And so I just started singing like an opera, like, oh, the pirates are in the bathtub and the water is overflowing into the valley or something like that. You know, <laughs> like really like a, a major opera singer. Yes. And, um, and they stopped and they were laughing and it was hilarious. It was a hilarious situation. And, um, and it, it was a big release for me to not go to that seriousness and like, oh, the worry. Get it out ended of up being, Oh, no. Oh, no. Come on. Let's get out. Let's dry off. Yeah. Yeah. Stop right now. Don't you see what you're doing? You know, mm -hmm. that's never going to be okay. <laughs> All yeah. of that. Mm -hmm. So just going into opera mode was a good idea. <laughs> And it ended up being a huge blessing in disguise because we had to rip up all that carpet. There yeah. was nice terrazzo underneath. Nice. It was, you know, it was great. But um, that kind of thing, you know, I think that that um, all people can just kind of, I hope, can just pull that out, out of somewhere mm -hmm. um, in those moments. My dad had a, a way of, I think, coping with, not always knowing how to have a daughter. Mm. I think that's a, a time when humor can be really useful is when y the experience that your child is having is in some way just different than the one that, that you're having. And so we can acknowledge like, oh, we are not really, uh, our visions aren't meeting up right now. And, and we can 
laugh about that instead of seeing it as just this insurmountable problem. So I would see advertisements for toys on television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I would see something that I wanted, Polly Pocket or something, uh-huh. I would say, I want that. <laughs> and he noticed that. And of course, you can't buy every toy in the store mm-hmm. for your child. Um, that's not really feasible. So he just got into this little habit of when I would say that he would come back with a Rolling Stones lyric and he would say, you can't always get what you want. (laughs) (laughs) But if you try sometimes, you know what they say, Lens, you get what you need. (laughs) So he would just bust into that. He would just, and I remember that so vividly because he did it all the time. Uh. It, It became just the, the canned response if I brought up wanting something that I I couldn't have right that moment. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I remember rolling my eyes at him. I remember being like, Dad, come on, Dad, and just (laughs) trying to push back. But you can't help but laugh. Yeah. So silly. Yeah, definitely. It's also a huge model for kids, too, that – you know, everything doesn't have to be serious all the time. And that, that when you're in a pickle, it's it's good to, you know, make that into a sandwich or, you know, a mustache <laughs> or, or whatever it is. And um, so that they have that tool, too. And I think that, that that's the, the families that you see that are really successful. There There is a lot of silliness and humor going on. Um, and the inside jokes too, the things, those things that help you have that sense of belonging in that family, mm-hmm. like your, your dad busting that, so you know, true. a lot of kids wouldn't even know who the Rolling Stones are or, or anything like that. Yes. But that was your, that was your thing. That's so true. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. A culture of humor, mm-hmm. uh, inside jokes in your family that, that can be such a special way to build your connection because you can make references that nobody except you and your yeah. children understand. Yeah. And, and too, I think that, you know, like we we're talking about DNA, I was just realizing that my grandfather, he was like, Mr. I, I don't think I ever saw him. He was almost always in a suit. I picture him in my mind, even maybe in his shirt sleeves out in his garden, but <laughs> he was always very properly dressed and very properly everything. It was important to him. Yeah. But he would, you know, we would get close to him and he would, he would rub his, his beard, you know, on our faces. Oh. He, would, he would just go like, just to sound like that. And then he would, he would like, you know, you know, like do like a little raspberry in your ear and yeah. go, you know, he, go, he, he would say like, puss in boots, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I remember that so clearly, yeah. you know, and the sound of his voice doing that. So it is those, those, those family things that are passed down mm-hmm. and, um, those endearments, um, that, that sweetness and those, those, those funny things, um, are important for each family, I think. Yeah. And a good tool for uh, problem solving, too, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, 
Heimgenot and his concept of giving a child in fantasy what they can't have in reality. Right, right. Yeah, like my lemonade hose or, um, you know, and then the kids will go right there with you. Mm -hmm. And then it ends up just being all fantasy and play or, or silliness and joy. Um, and you and I both know, too, that the whole idea of silly songs is so important, too. Oh, yes. You know, being able to make up your own song and put in put in the silly things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see some of the most creativity actually arise in those moments of improvisation and where you leave space for, uh, for humor a lot of times somebody is happy to jump in and fill that space. Right. And and the kids will just go there with those nonsensical, really hilarious kinds of things and that we as adults just couldn't even fathom. And so we could have been, you know, like plugging away. It's a day, you know, oh, how much more time do we have here? And then you jump into a song like that and one after another, they just add really silly, fun lyrics in with fantastic imagery and everything. So it's really yes. fun, that that humor, that daily humor. You know, you mentioned making it into a sandwich, and a wonderful seedlings teacher on, named Danielle recently wrote a song with the children about making a silly sandwich. Oh, my gosh. And the lyrics are uh, open-ended, and so the children get to add, I want to put a shoe on the sandwich. I want to put licorice on the sandwich. I want to put a frog on the sandwich. So it's something different every time, and it really is just a way to bring out the joy. Yeah, and again, really listening to children really looking at them as, as capable human beings. You're creating something together. They have something to contribute. Yeah, a lot to, to who you are in the moment. Um, that delight. Well, if you have an instance that you can think of of delight or uh, using humor while being with children, we'd love to hear about it. So you can record a voice memo of your silly story and send it to us. Please do that. You know, you guys could do that. Yeah, (laughs) we could we could share it on the podcast. We'd love to hear your voices and get them in the conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to connect more, you can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions.